Corinthians and chapter 5. I don't think anybody new amongst us here tonight. Usually there are a few new people, I suppose. Um, whenever you do a talk, you sort of um, envisage the fact there may be some new people along to a meeting, and um, we want to make sure, of course, that um, every time that we have a meeting, um, uh, that uh, at least the uh, message is spelt out in case somebody hasn't made their peace with the Lord, because uh, we know, of course, uh, how vitally important it is. Um, I know that I spent many years in a, a group that never even talked about salvation, never talked about coming to the Lord, never talked about anybody uh, getting saved, even never heard it. But uh, it's, um, it's our platform, I believe, to um, and it's our duty to um, proclaim the gospel and uh, to... Um, advise people uh, how they can avail themselves of the of something other which has uh, been freely given to us, not something that you've got to earn or do anything about. It's uh, something the Lord has already uh, made a provision well before we were even thought of uh, when Jesus Christ, of course, came down here and, uh, and brought in the new way, the, uh, the living ways that the Bible talks about. And uh, we might just pick up a little, I just want to talk about tonight about the new creation or new creatures that we are. And we might uh, pick it up here in Second um, uh, Corinthians chapter 5 and down in verse 16 we'll start. It says, Wherefore henceforth we know no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth we know him no more. In other words, what he's really saying there is that, yes, Christ dwelt amongst them, and uh, not the Paul that really had much to do with him himself, of course, uh, but uh, Christ uh, was here, and uh, he uh, he dwelt amongst them, and uh, he was uh, the son of God. He was uh, born of a woman, and uh, he lived uh, amongst these people, uh, amongst his people, of course, and uh, they would have had uh, a visual uh, a time. They'd be able to see him there, and they knew him actually as the man. That's how they knew him. They didn't know him any other way. He was known as the man Jesus Christ. All right, some of them may have perceived, I don't know if too many did, some may have perceived that truly he was the Son of God. But in reality, they knew him as a man. Now what uh, Paul is writing here, he's saying, well, even though if we knew Christ at one time as a man and we thought about the attributes of a man and the things that he would do and the things that he wouldn't do, of course, today we're told we're not to look that way, even at each other. We are to look beyond the flesh. We are to be able to look to the spiritual side of things, saying, this is my brother or this is my sister, if we're, of course, in fellowship here, and uh, we are a new creature. We are now, even though we've got our own little idiosyncrasies and these sort of things, we are a new creature. We have been changed. We have been made fit for the kingdom of God. And uh, we're no longer part of this world. And as we look at people outside of the fellowship, of course, we can virtually say, well, there's somebody there who uh, still has that opportunity and I have the opportunity perhaps to say to that person, look, there's a better life than this life. The Bible talks a little bit further here. It said if, if in this life only uh, we have, uh, you know, we're, this is all we've got, well, we're most miserable because uh, the life of this world is not... Perhaps we might, we might be enjoying it, but to some people, of course, it's just not like that. They've got many trials and many uh, tribulations there. They've got no help in many cases. 
Uh, and uh, But, uh, of course, people of the world still look, being in the flesh themselves, they still look at people uh, in a fleshly way instead of a spiritual way. And the Lord says, well, we've got to look things differently now. It says in verse 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new, crea- a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Yes, the Lord uh, gave us a brand new beginning, and it's a, I think it's exciting. Sometimes we just uh, even uh, uh, feel the Holy Spirit today. We might just glass, uh, glaze over some of these things and say, oh, yes, you know, it's great to be born again. Oh, I speak in tongues. And, but really, it's far more than that. We have dwelling within us today. The Bible says the Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. We're told from the Scriptures there that we have now the ability to live forever. He says that we now have within us a power to overcome anything. We've got the power to overcome this world. We have dwelling within us, the Bible says, the power that raised Jesus from the dead, and that same power, one day, the Lord says, is going to raise us from the dead also. So we've got to think about these things. We are in the sight of God. We quite often point out we're not any longer just human beings. We are today sons and daughters of the living God. And we have a right, as as the Bible says there, and uh, Jesus himself does not despise the fact that uh, we are joint heirs with him. He, in a sense, is a brother to us today, of course. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. It says in verse 18, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Yes, we've, uh, as a far more... uh, uh, then just a matter of us receiving the Holy Spirit, we now, of course, have a duty in, in that sense uh, to be ambassadors for the Lord. He goes on to talk about that in the next few verses here. We are um, uh, in this world uh, uh, as ambassadors for the Lord, and we're here to uh, to spread the gospel, the glad news. The people out there don't understand it. And... Uh, I think you've got to be very careful, of course, that uh, because you understand the gospel, it doesn't mean that when you witness to somebody other that they're going to understand. And you know, the Lord talks about that. Uh, Jesus spoke about that. He said, when you're out speaking of me, he said, be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. In other words, let's make sure that as we're talking to people, that we give them every opportunity. Look, uh, uh, sometimes uh, people get uh, very upset when you start preaching the gospel to them, and we, we've all found that out. Uh, some people get very abusive, and that does not retaliate. You've got to remember that they don't understand. They don't understand the gospel. They don't know really what... The Bible says that to them, they don't know what you've got. I think it's... Uh, I can pick that up. I think it's back here in First Corinthians somewhere or other. First uh, Corinthians chapter two, won't we? We're turning to it. it. Says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, for uh, because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man hasn't the Spirit; he cannot understand, he cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit because they're far above him. Let's go to Romans and uh, chapter. Uh, it's Romans chapter six, perhaps. I was going to look at um, at John chapter 3, but uh, where Jesus said uh, that uh, we must be born again. 
Uh, but in Romans, uh, we read here in Romans uh, chapter 6, Paul writing again, and he said uh, in uh, verse uh, 3, he says, Know ye not that so many, as, uh, many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ, Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Yes, sir, we, uh, when we uh, were baptized, uh, we were... And we were baptized into Jesus. We died. In other words, it's saying here, we died to our old way of life. We no longer account ourselves uh, as worthy of this world. We account ourselves as dead. We know that uh, before we came to the Lord, and I think it might be in this chapter here, he talks about uh, how before we uh, came to the Lord, we were subject to the, the whims and uh, the things of this world. We did the things that they did. Uh, we... Uh, um, through the lust of the flesh, uh, perhaps in many cases, and uh, all this sort of thing, we did the things that would, we were dictated by this world. Now, of course, uh, we, uh, we're told here that we died to that old way of life. We're now hid in Jesus Christ. And it says here that we should now walk in a newness of life. We have no excuse now to walk in the ways we used to, and we should uh, be very careful uh, how we walk. I, I don't really know, I don't think anybody will really know what uh, the Lord uh, uh, will do or say to us if, uh, for the things that we've done wrong. The Bible says that uh, one day we're all going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. So uh, I don't know what the Lord is. He says. One stage there we're going to pay for the things that, uh, that uh, we shouldn't have done and uh, that doesn't mean to say that he's going to bring back our past before we receive the Holy Spirit because the Bible clearly states there that when we receive the Holy Spirit, our sin was removed from us. And it's, and it's never, as far as the Lord's concerned, he said, he never brings it to account. It's in the past, it's sep we're separated from that, and it's, uh, well, the Bible says as far as the, the east is under the west, which is, they're going in opposite directions. The Lord has uh, removed our sin, and we've got no part in that whatsoever. But if we walk in belligerence and we do continue to go on doing things wrong uh, and we're not, uh, um, what should I say, um, being circumspect or we're not uh, pondering our path, another way the Bible puts it, uh, and, uh, what, and um, making sure that we walk in the ways of the Lord, we could be in trouble. I don't know. I'm not uh, too sure about that, but I, I think that they probably could be in trouble if we continue to go on doing things. In fact, the Bible talks about that uh, a little bit further on there, about people who can persistently do these things. There's great trou troubles there for them. But it says here that uh, we, of course, now should walk in newness of life. It says in verse 5, If we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we uh, shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Yes, we have died, your Owen. You know, so a great little example here really given about the uh, the old one, two, three, as we put it pretty crudely, I suppose. But uh, Jesus Christ, uh, uh, he was crucified, he's buried, and he rose from the grave. And the Bible likens us likewise. Cruci crucified means we crucified our old ways of life. We have repented. We've turned away from our old way of life. We have uh, been, uh, and uh, we've died to our old way of life. And uh, having died, 
we are buried, of course, in the waters of baptism there, and we rise in newness of life as the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit. And we're told here that we're just like he was, death, burial, resurrection. And it's the same thing with us. Die to our way of life, buried, rising in newness of life as the Lord gives us the Holy Spirit. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died once uh, under sin, uh, he died, sorry, under sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth under God. Likewise, it says in verse 11, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed under sin, but alive unto God through through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let sin no more therefore reign in your mortal body. So we're told here of a wonderful situation, I believe, that as we in today, as we walk simply in the ways of the Lord, just as Christ died, rose, never to die again. That is the situation really that we're in. We have died to our way of life, we've buried it, we've risen it in the newness of life, and of course there's going to be another resurrection later on, which we're going to read about later on, which is going to be even far greater than the one we had when we rose out of the waters of baptism and received the Holy Spirit. Uh, but uh, we, of course, uh, uh, are going to uh, uh, really uh, come to a stage there where not only the, the, the death uh, of our old ways of life and, the, and our walking in units of life, we're going to find that eventually we're going to reap that wonderful benefit there when we rise uh, to meet the Lord on that uh, final day. Uh, chapter uh, Romans chapter 8, we might, or just one verse here, oh, we'll forget that. And down in Romans chapter 8, uh, just a couple of little points here. It says in verse 1 there, therefore, um, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free, from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. A little bit of a warning there. Uh, we can't take liberties. Uh, we can't say, but here I am, I'm, uh, I am set free. Um, I'm no longer under the... Uh, the law, the old law of Moses, uh, because I have uh, now taken on the liberty of Jesus Christ. But um, it says here, for those who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. If we uh, walk in the flesh, of course, we're going to reap, of course, the problems there, and we, we know that ourselves. At times we do things wrong, and things we do, don't do the right thing, and we see things go wrong in our lives, and we just wonder sometimes, why are they going wrong? Perhaps we should, uh, and I believe in the scriptures there, we should stop and examine ourselves and make sure that we're walking in the flesh. There's an interesting scripture there. The Lord says, If my people who are called by my name uh, will, um, will pray, he said, I'll hear them. And, uh, you know, it's a great thing that uh, we have, of course, the, the Bible. When you look over in, near the end of the Bible, in First John there, it talks about sin, 
it says that uh, that we ourselves uh, um, can't say that we've never sinned, but uh, but we know that we have an advocate for sin, and that is Jesus Christ. And uh, the Bible says there that uh, that the blood of Jesus Christ, which is in the form of the Spirit, which is within us today, it continually cleanses us from all sin. In other words, if we, we're going to make a mistake. Let's face it, we all make mistakes. But don't be willful about it. Don't say, oh yes, but I, uh, you know, the devil made me do a sort of thing. <laughs> but you know, uh, uh, that's how some people sort of treat it, you know, that I was, uh, uh, that I was, um, you know, coerced into doing something other. Sometimes it's not coercion. It's what's, uh, because we haven't been able to get rid of the, of the things of the flesh. We're, uh, we're not uh, the, the new creature we should be. But sometimes our thoughts can go back into things there which we shouldn't be involved in. And we can find ourselves entrapped and ensnared again. And as a result, there, there's great difficulty. Now, the law says here that, uh, if we walk after the spirit and not after the flesh, well, the rights of the law of the law itself is certainly ours. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit the things of the spirit. For to be carnally or naturally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh they cannot please God. And it goes on to talk about, but we're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be the spirit of Christ dwell in us. And of course, uh, we ha- today, uh, we have the spirit dwelling with us. He said, you know, I think it comes back to a, a one little thing, and that's called desire. How do we really want to walk? Do we want to walk uh, the ways of this world? Or we want to, you know, use the old expression there, you know, walking so close to the cliff, and, uh, you know, we... Sometimes some people seem to walk that way. They seem to keep close to the things of the world. And uh, if we do that, of course, we could find that we could be entrapped again. You know, if you walk along a cliff, and, uh, you know, a 60-foot cliff or something other, you keep walking along the edge of it there. If you're not careful, you could fall over. A lot of damage can be done. You could uh, lose your life even. I just wonder if sometimes there are some people that seem to just walk very close to the things of this world. Well, we're told in the book of Psalms here, I think it is, that we're, we are to, to not walk near sin. We're to go away from it. We're to turn away, not to go walking near it. So uh, the Bible says here, if, we can't, if we're carnally minded, well, those things are against, against the, the Lord. In chapter, same, same chapter there, just a couple of verses down in verse, verse 35. There's an interesting one. Our desire again is to really follow the Lord. It says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Walk in the Spirit, and the, and the Spirit, of course, will lead you not into problems. It will lead you away. It will lead you into righteousness. And uh, we're told here that it doesn't matter what things are there. That's talking about uh, things of this world, things that are out there that can try and 
pull us away from the Lord. They can't do that. We can, of course, walk away. That's a, that's a privilege. That we, the Lord has never taken that away from us. He has never put us, as I say before, in shackles and said, look, you're going to follow me and that's it. He never did it that way. We still have today a free, free will choice. We have to decide ourselves whether we want to walk in the ways of the Lord or whether we want to walk in the ways of the world. And we've seen people get into trouble and that is usually because their desire is not to walk in the ways of the flesh. Their desire is they want to be able to do the things of this world. And it always ends up wrong when we start doing those sort of things. It says down in uh, verse uh, 38, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No, there's nothing can pull us away. There's not a thing. We can't say, oh, but you know, this person or that person or I was coerced to do this. No, we've got the power dwelling within us. We have the rights and we have the, uh, the power there to stand up and be accountable to the Lord. And there's nothing, no nothing that can pull us away from Him. Let's go to First Corinthians and chapter two. Um, pick it up in verse nine. It says, as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. Just hold your finger there for a moment. Now let's go over, I just thought of this little scripture, over to 1 John, that's right over the end of our Bible, the epistle, 1 John. Um, we just read back there, um, has prepared for them that love him. And we read over here in 1 John chapter 2, it says uh, in verse 3, we'll perhaps pick it up, it says, And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whosoever keepeth the word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. So there it is again. My Lord says that uh, we say we love him, uh, we've got to do what he asks us to do. We can't uh, walk aside of those things. We must make sure that uh, we walk... Uh, According to his word, and second, second specially, as the Lord uh, says there. Okay, back to uh, where we were in First uh, Corinthians chapter two, and uh, down in uh, verse ten, it says, "But God has revealed." We might just read a part of that previous one. There, I have not seen, nor ear heard. This is verse nine. Nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love Him. But God has revealed them unto us by His Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. As I said before, uh, that without the Spirit, of course, uh, people can't. How many, we've all, uh, quite often people have said, uh, before I came to the Lord in their testimony, they said I uh, read the Bible, tried to read the Bible, and I couldn't get anywhere. There was, it just to me, there was a, a lot of meaningless words there. They begats and begots and all this sort of thing. And we, they couldn't get beyond these sort of things. They didn't understand what it was all about. The reason was, without the Spirit. You see, the Bible was written by the Spirit of God, or men moved by the Spirit of God. The key to it, again, is the Spirit, of course, the Holy Spirit. But uh, it goes on here, it says, um, 
that God has revealed him as by his spirit. For what man, in verse 11, knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Of course it is. We know the things about man because we're, we've got that spirit of man within us. We have that ability there. It goes on to say there, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, we have mentioned there before. So we see here that uh, we've got the spirit now dwelling within us. I hasn't seen it. The natural man, uh, he hasn't. he doesn't know. Uh, you go out into the world and you, you walk down the street and if you were to stand in the corner of, say, uh, Rundle Mall and King William Street and a soapbox there, uh, over in New Zealand I got a good one. It's, uh, where is it again? Um, Rotorua. And Rotorua, the city of Rotorua, there's a, uh, there's a big, um, there's a big square and, um, some of you probably remember seeing this when you're over there. And there's a pillar. It must stand, um, well, it must be about six, could be seven or eight feet tall. And this is right in the, you come down this mall sort of thing, there's, there's, uh, it's right in the, the middle of this mall. And it's quite a big square. And idiots, I was going to say. Yeah, idiots, idiots get up there and they stand on top of this uh, thing and they speak. They they talk they they uh, preach whatever they like talk about anything, and and we were there one day and there was a, tele, a fellow was uh, really going mad, um, telling people they're all going to go to hell. He actually wasn't holding back either. He was telling you're going to go to hell because you're doing the wrong thing, and he was screaming his head off. Now, <clears throat> of course, that's not uh, that's not the uh, answer to these things. But there are people there are. Uh, situations, of course, uh, where people do stand. I don't know why I bought that part in there. How did I come to get that out there? But however, uh, these things happen. Uh, but yeah, the natural man. Here they are, the natural man, and they're, and they're shouting out things there. They said, but if you were to do the same thing, you know, if you were to walk into, and they had a, say, a pillar like that in the, the King William Street and the, the mall or something other there, Rundle Mall, and if you were to stand up and say, that Jesus Christ is coming back soon and unless we repent we're going to perish, you'd find yourself on that funny little jacket they put over the top of you and your hands tied and your legs tied there and put into a padded cell because people don't understand it. They don't, uh, they don't, they don't believe it. They don't know it because you'll be talking spiritual things and they don't believe these things. A natural man, he cannot see the things of God. Chapter 3. First uh, Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 16, we read, Know ye not that you are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwell in you? That's, a, that's an amazing statement, isn't it? We have today the Spirit of God dwelling within us. That's why we're new creatures. You cannot have the Spirit of God if you just have the, the, the God just doesn't give the Spirit out to, to anyone. The Scriptures say that. He gives it out to those who are obedient to him. It says there, the Holy, I think it was Paul was standing up there and he said, God is, gives the Holy Spirit unto them who, uh, believe him. 
or obey him, I think he said the words that he used there. For those that obey him. And of course the Lord, he dispenses the Spirit out of to us there. And the Bible says there that uh, uh, very clearly now we are the temple of the uh, Holy Ghost. And if, if any man, in verse 17, defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy, which temple are you? Yes, we must be very careful of what we do with what we've got today. Chapter 1, uh, uh, still, uh, sorry, chapter 6, uh, over a little bit further. And uh, verse 19, it says, What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is, which is in you? Uh, which you have of God, and ye are not your own. Interesting, isn't it? We are, we don't even belong to ourselves, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which you God. We don't belong to ourselves, we now belong to Jesus. We are his property. He paid a price for us, a big price, his life. Um, chapter 15, we might finish off here. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. There's going to be a, an amazing change coming, and that could be very soon. Verse 50. Now I say, brethren, that flesh and blood, pardon me, cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. They're not compatible. They're just miles apart. There's just no connection whatsoever. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed. This word sleep here means um, um, to die. Not everybody will die, but when the Lord come back, there could be, there will be people alive, of course, at that time. Um, but um, And he's talking here really to the saints, of course, themselves, and he said, but we'll all be changed. The, the, each and every one of the saints there's going to be an amazing transformation. We talked about new creatures. This is going to be far and beyond what we've been able to uh, imagine in our mind. Uh, it says, um, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and shall be changed. That's an interesting one. We, uh, the Bible says that uh, uh, upon the death of the saint, uh, the, the body returned from whence it came. It goes back into the dust again. But in the resurrection, it says here um, that uh, we're going to be raised incorruptible. An amazing thing. Oh, there's another part I haven't got time to go through tonight, talking about the seed planted and it dies. And it's corruptible. It comes out up again, of course, and there's in, incorruption. It says, For the corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when the corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, in other words, mortal means dying, we put on, so we're not going to die anymore, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The death is, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, 
for as much as you know that your labour is not in vain in the Lord. Yes, we today are new creatures. The time is going to come and there's going to be even far beyond that. We're going to, yes, if we're still alive when the Lord comes back, the Bible says in a twinkling of an eye um, the, uh, that we shall be changed. This mortal shall put on immortality. Uh, the whole body will be changed. One uh, person said once, uh, what shall we be like? And uh, he virtually said, well, wait and see. He said, you'll have the body of Christ. We don't know what that was like. Well, I know is that Jesus uh, walked through walls, it appears. Perhaps we might have the same bit. I don't know. But we are looking for that day. We have had a wonderful transformation happen to us when we received the Holy Spirit. But there's still something far better to come. When the Lord comes back, let's hang in there because we want to be on that day and all the people said, Amen. Amen. 